Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lent. I'm your host, James Lampin. And my guest today is a master barber in PG County, Mr. Mark Tushop. Thank you for joining me. Man, always a pleasure, man. Thanks for having me on set. Hey, look, this this is uh, actually this is an honor for me because I mentioned you a, a master barber. What I didn't mention is you actually my personal barber. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it is, man. Look, gotta show love, man. I appreciate the love too, man. Yes, hey, look, it, I, look, it's funny how um, it's funny how I found you because I think one of the thing, one of the good things about social media, it, it gives you a chance to um to show your work. So when I came back home. From um, I had lived and moved to California for a couple for oh, not even a couple years for like eighteen months, and then I came back home and then I um, put in the hashtag DMV Barbers. You came up, and that's how that's how you ended up. Like I came to you the first time. Of course, I was scared because you know you changing barbers. You get <laughs> but it turned out to be good, and we've been rocking. What this? This it's all been over two years now. Yeah, man, it's been a journey, man. So, Chris, so how did you even get started with with, with cutting hair? So the the passion actually developed in high school, man. Because just like you, I've been very particular with barbers, and I never had a good barber experience. Um, in high school. So I started the hustle um, at Bowie State University in 2013 when I actually got into the rhythm of cutting my own hair, looking at YouTube videos, et cetera. And as I was cutting my head, um, a good buddy of mine, his name was Sam, man. The dude was like, oh man, you a barber? I was I was just like, uh yeah, <laughs> you know, just this will get some, this will get some quick money, man. And I didn't know what I was doing. I was so unconfident, man. But like I just jumped out there and surprisingly he liked the cut the cut and um he started getting the word around. So that's pretty much how the journey got started. Um and then I decided to do apprenticeship in 2017 in, in a barbershop in Bowie called In South Haven. So wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> you, you, you lost so <laughs> So basically, you lied so it's how to use a bar. Oh, yeah, sure did. 100%. I said, I got to get money for homecoming, man. <laughs> so, did you ever go back and tell them that you really want <laughs> Oh, say it again. Did you ever go back and tell them you really want the barber? Man, he found it over time. Like I told him, I was like, "Yeah, man, it's just I just do it as a hustle, man. I cut my own hair." So the biggest thing that built his trust was the fact that I was always my own portfolio. Um, so him being able to see how confident I was in cutting my own hair, he just automatically just had that trust because back then um, students ain't had that much money for a haircut and they wasn't willing to pay that much either. So he was willing to work with me because I was going to be charging. $10 for a haircut, $5 for a shape. So, oh, okay. so what would you, how, what would you say that was the moment that you started feeling more confident? Cause you said you wasn't confident when you first started. I'll say towards 2014, when I started getting um, a repeat of clientele and 
I was starting to do a little bit more studying as far as like when it comes to fading and shaping up and stuff like that. So it was really just over time. Like I'm going to say 2014. Yep. It's, it's safe to assume that you didn't want, you didn't grow up wanting to be a barber. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. I didn't, I originally wanted to be an athlete growing up. I was always a football player. So um, I didn't think I'd be choosing this route, but I'm glad I did. You said, what, what sport did you want to play? Football. Yeah. Oh. It was, mm-hmm. And what, what did you, when you were, when you was at Bowie, was you playing? No, I wasn't playing at Bowie. That's when I decided to call it quits to that career because I was going to go to Bowie State and just walk on and play. But by that time, I started looking at my time differently. You know, what I get my time and energy to. And I had to really ask myself, do I love this? Is this really something I get excited about when I wake up? And I realized by that point, it wasn't. You know, Barbara pretty much took that place. So that's when I decided to say, you know what? Um, I think that's the end of this journey. Let me just go ahead and tap into the next journey. So I've always just followed my passion and let that be like my guiding source for what I'm supposed to do next in life. You said, it's really, one thing that you said that struck me, you said you never had a good barbering experience growing up. Yeah, man, it's, it's been tough. I'm, I'm very particular and I'm not, I'm not going to sit up and say like the, bar, the barbers were horrible. But it was a it was a disconnect when it came down to like communication, expectation, and results. Um, I used to stay in this neighborhood called Malton in Upper Marlboro, and of course, that was the neighborhood barber shop. Now, I was going to this shop faithfully because it's convenient, right? Mm-hmm. And I would always want like a one point five dark wavy hairstyle with the grain, and. <laughs> Mind you, the barbers always wanted to cut it how they wanted to cut it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I said, I mean, you know, I guess I'm going to have to settle for the cut I settled for. But it, 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 it just wasn't up to my liking, and that alone just inspired me to say, you know, I want to learn this for myself because I don't want to have to rely on me not getting the results that I want. So, do you think? Well, okay. Before I ask this question, let me say this. One of the reasons I was immediately comfortable with you when I first got my cut is because how, you know, how professional you were for one. And, and like, for some reason, you just, it was easy to establish a good rapport with you. Like, I, I can't explain it. I'm glad it was, but it was just so easy. Do you think because you had so many bad experiences, it allows you to quickly establish a good rapport with your customers because you know what, because you, that's something you wanted? Yeah, that is part of it. That's, that's about 50% of it. Yeah, that's because me understanding how people feel about themselves and how they want to feel about themselves, I, I make sure that I make that a top priority when it comes down to like the service because, um, Trust me, I know what it's like to have a bad haircut. I know what it feels like to be disappointed. That's like that's like waking up on Christmas Day and you didn't get the present that you wanted. You know, so for me, it's always about trying to uplift my client's self-esteem and, and really build that up in them. It, that brings joy to my heart, man. So that's why I always try to go above and beyond when it comes to the service itself. And 
I'm kind of a little bit of a perfectionist. I hate it and I love it, but <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I look, I'm in the I'm in the uh <laughs> I'm in the chain with your with your perfectionist. So <laughs> <laughs> But but you know what? But that's an interesting thing. Like, has any of the clients ever made you feel, feel rushed or anything? That's something I've, I've been meaning to ask you. Because, I mean, look, okay, when I say this, let's be clear. You take a little longer to cut, which I don't mind, long as it's right. <laughs> but do you uh, feel, have you ever had clients that made you feel rushed? Uh, I had a couple. I had a couple of clients that made me feel rushed, you know, because they might have like business meetings or something coming up. So they, you know, how much time do we have? Do we have this amount of time? I mean, do you think you can give me out by this time? But I, I honestly don't fall into the pressure. I just do the best I can and understand that at the end of the day, you know, we both exchanging time, you know, and I don't want to make my brand be misrepresented simply because the inconvenience of time, you know? Yeah. Because I'm always looking at the bigger picture. So that it is it's happened, but very slim to me. One of the things about you that I that I mentioned, like you extremely professional, like actually for a barber, your standard is really high. Like I wanted you to talk more on that, like how important to you is it being professional? And let me say, and, and let me say why why I say that, because I've had barbers in the past, no slight to them, no disrespecting them, because they gave me some great cuts. I don't want to make it like I'm talking bad about them, but I make an appointment, and that appointment may not necessarily happen on time. Like I could have a ten o'clock. And I might not get in the chair at about 10.35, 10.40. Whereas me and you, we always, I got like a stand at 5 o'clock. That's usually the time I get in there. And I'm always in the chair by 5. And very, very, like at the latest, 5.05, 5.10, which is excellent for a barber. So I want to know, like, how do you keep that professionalism going? That's a great question, man. The biggest answer I can give to that is just, the discipline of a habit, you know, um, uh, I definitely tap into a lot of book reading to understand not just the industry of the barber industry, but understand business and how to run business well and understanding that your reputation is everything. You know, a good name is great and in great riches, you know. So um, I was pretty much structured that way, too. You know, my granddad was in the, um, he served in the military, you know, I grew up with a father in my life. So I've always grew up around some form of like structure and discipline. So being able to bring that to the barber industry, I just knew it'll create a certain level of retention to the point where my clients feel viable and they'll always be looking forward to coming back because I know that some barbers don't um, treat treat barbering with that level of professionalism you know it's a, it could be an egotistic industry you know once you understand that you're good it's like you you might have a blind spot and being checked on that blind spot it's hard for a lot of us to be able to be open and humble to actually being able to make some changes so by me always remembering that fine line and professionalism and understanding that i'm in a service industry to serve i try to make myself as reliable as I can when it comes down to like being on time, asking the right questions, making sure that 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just meeting the client's needs the best way I can. Um, so that's pretty much what it is. Just had it. Okay. I like that answer, but here's, here's the, here's the, here's the thing though, because you do all this stuff, right. But the client may not necessarily always be on time. So how do you, it's, but it seems like for some reason you always on time. Like, is that a, also a, a, a kudos to your clients? So do you actually have to turn people away at times? Like, Oh, I definitely had to turn people away at times. Um, I had a client, he, he was new to coming to me, but I, I already kind of knew the energy wasn't going to be fully there. Um, so he kept booking appointments and just not showing up. So eventually I blocked him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I went straight to the point with that. I said, look, you ain't going to be messing my money up. You know, I, I can't be too nice to the point where I'm hurting myself to help you. But um. Yeah, usually I systemize and I metric situations like that. Usually I offer fees to, for clients that are late or consistently late, but clients has usually been consistent coming to me and are usually on time, which most of my clients are usually on time. I usually don't have to worry about things like that. And if they slip up once or twice, there's always grace periods for those, you know, but for people that I know just don't respect business at all, I, I systemize and I metric those those individuals because they'll understand my worth based on what they're not getting from other people. So that's that's pretty much how I do it. I charge fees. Okay. The the name of your brand um is Mock Mock Two Shop. That's correct. I said it right, correct? Yeah, that's my brand name. Yep. Okay. I wanted you I wanted you to take a couple minutes and just talk more about your brand. Cause again, like I mentioned, you are a barber. But you actually do more than barbering. Like, you do more than cutting hair. So I wanted you to talk more about that. So I'm glad you bring that up, man. So um, my brand is all about offering a luxury spa aesthetic service. So I want to um, basically express the importance of skincare um, and hair care along with offering the hair grooming service simply because of everything that we've experienced throughout the pandemic from 2020 to 2023, you know, um, with people getting sick, with germs spreading around, I just knew that offering hot towel services, face exfoliation services, hair washing, it would just keep my, uh, my business secure and it'll keep the atmosphere safe. So I think that I'm, I'm not going to say, I think I know that's the reason why I wanted um, hot towel, facial steamers, and all those things to be my thumbprint because I know one, it creates retention, and two, it it raises value in our industry and it raises value in the type of clientele that I would attract. So, um, yeah, if I could, if, if that's pretty much answer your question. I'm glad you mentioned the head washer thing because I'm not gonna lie. First. I was like, wait a minute. Because when I first came to you, you was like, you got to wash my hair. And I was like, wait, what? You got to wash my hair? Like, that was new to me because I never experienced that. And mm -hmm. now what's crazy is I can't even imagine getting a haircut without getting my hair washed first. So what made you come up with that? Like, is that something industry standard now? Is that something you doing? or It's actually becoming industry standing um, because the, 
the barbershop I was working at um, prior to the Phoenix Salon Suite, um, they were implementing those services. So hair wash, well, shampoo was included and a hot towel was included with the service. And it made business run very well for a very long time. You didn't have to worry about a slow day. Um, so when I realized that this was bringing in more clientele and it was bringing retention, I just kept that service with me as I branched off and I started to do my own thing. And I just started adding on to that, adding more value based on that foundation itself. So that is becoming the, the standard in the industry. Does washing hair make the haircut easier? It does, man, because the scout itself already accumulates a lot of dirt and natural oils. Um, and washing the hair, um, it helps open those pores and it helps get all that dirt out while still putting in like healthy nutrients for the hair shaft itself. So it, it just creates a, a, a cleaner look all, all together. You know, you get a cleaner blend. You don't have to worry about um, creating bald spots because you mistake dirt for hair, you know, because that's happened in the industry before by people just having so, so much heavy product in their hair. Sometimes the barbers just don't know what they're cutting. They don't know if they're cutting the dirt or the hair itself. And on top of that, it, it messes the equipment up. Mm. And your equipment is your asset. So we have to protect that at all times. So that's one of the main reasons why shampooing a hair before the service is, to me is imperative if you want to get the best results that you see on Instagram, on these hair shows, all of them. And that's the secret. That's the key. Okay. Um, I mentioned in the beginning that you now you became a, a master barber. So what's the difference between a you know a regular licensed barber and a master barber? Well, regular licensed barbers, he's eligible to just operate in the shop, whether he owns the shop or is working in another shop on the shop. And he doesn't need um, the supervision of a manager or master barber. But the master barber himself, he's actually that's the one step up, which puts him in a better position to actually delegate other self-employed barbers by teaching classes, offering apprenticeship and helping people get their license. Um, so it's a it's a good certification to have and it builds credibility. It's overall. Is that something you're looking into getting into, like teaching classes and having different barbers under you? Is that something you're looking to get into? Yeah, that's the goal, man. I want to be able to expand myself. And I know that the best way to do it is by first building that knowledge, then passing it down. So, yeah, that's the goal. They talk, like, one of the things that a lot of people don't really talk about, and I, I didn't even realize it until I started talking to some barbers, um, just the physical demand of cutting hair all day, being behind the chair and standing. Like, even though you're really young, is that something you think about now? I do, man. That's why a lot of these goals I try to tackle as quickly as possible, because looking at the next decade, I wouldn't want to have to work this hard anymore. You know, I want to be able to pass it down to somebody hungry, somebody that's just as dedicated, if not more dedicated than I am, because I do look to eventually get my time back. I'm working 12 hours a day. As much as I'm grateful for the ability to do it, the ability to serve, um, it does take a toll on your body, especially your mind, if you don't have a healthy lifestyle regimen that's implemented with that type of career. So. 
I, I definitely took all that into account. So that way, going into my thirties, I don't have to do that no more. You know. You said, "Wow!" You said it takes a toll on your mind. It can, it can, because it's it's kind of like being me being professional, me being in the service industry, and being in a, a small room all day. It 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 kind of is. Let me break it down in a way that's simple. Barber, barbering itself is like a mental sport because you're creating that vision um, on somebody's head, you know, and the amount of focus and persistence that kind of goes into that level of implementation, it, it can kind of weigh on you, especially if you're not getting a lot of blood flow through the body. So what I do is if I get a break, I go for walks. I try to get out, get some air, drink some water, do whatever it is I need to do. Because I understand that 12 hours a day, being in that room, just flipping chairs back to back to back, it, it, could, it could weigh on your mind. Sometimes you can even forget to say, you know what, I need to get a lunch break or a dinner break, something. Because you're constantly going. It's a fast-paced industry. So that's why I say it's, it's important to ensure your body and your mind in this type of industry. Is there a time that your clients come in there and they like, their day is so bad, the energy is so off, you find it actually start to drain you? Oh yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? You get to talking about politics and crap that, you know what I mean? Half the time I'm, I'm not really fully focused on. Like, you know, the, I think that's the most draining thing is when Y'all don't have common interests when it comes to particular topics or if, you, you know, just like what you said, um, a person's energy alone speaks for itself. You know, you can tell if somebody's condescending, you can tell if somebody's judgmental, you can tell if somebody's hateful or hostile, and you have to be able to discern that while still being able to, uh, you know, provide a service and still look for ways to protect your own energy and not lose out on your core self so it, it could be draining man you know setting boundaries and constantly having to reinforce those boundaries itself could be exhausting yeah. <laughs> one, one thing look one thing that i do love about your shop like um you know when i come in there you always got the music going you got your good music but something that always interests me you always ask us what we want to listen to but my answer is always like, what do you want to listen to? Because, man, you the one cut my head. I want you in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and look, it's like my favorite client, man. Music, man. I had clients, man. I'm playing some music. Like, oh, you know, I don't listen to that junk. I'm like, dang. I mean, <laughs> you acting like you. Like you were Ruth Chris or something. Like you're supposed to play the bougies or the bougies. I'm still a black man at the end of the day, man. I still like hip hop. I still like the, I'm, and I'm still young. I still like young music too. I like a variety of different genres of music. But I, I try to show that more so that way my clients, if they've been with me for a long time, they can get to know who I am. So they don't just think I'm just this white collar, just professional, straight up and down type of guys. I have a lot of complexities to who I am, you know, and you can only show that with certain people based on their ability to adapt to you. So that's why for the most part, like in business, 
I try to stay neutral by always trying to look for ways to just keep that client comfortable because, again, I'm always thinking about retention. I'm always thinking about retention because, you know, at the end of the day, it's money. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed, too, you you try. it feels like you're trying to get a little more active on social media. Um, how important is that to, to establishing with, establishing your business and growing your brand? I think it's very important because I'm at a place where I'm trying to promote uh, other services outside of just cutting hair alone because um, it'll cause me to make more money working less. So that's why I have to engage with social media because I can engage with my audience. They can see my growth. They can continue to stay informed of my vision and where I'm trying to take things next. And I just think it, it keeps business afloat. So. If it wasn't for social media, honestly, my business probably wouldn't be where it is today. I needed to use that in order to gain people's trust. Yeah, because I, I noticed like you doing. I, I, I want to say you doing a. It felt like at one point you, you was you was active, and then you kind of took a step back. But now I see like you you're getting more active, like you're showing more of your services. Um. That's the big thing that I've noticed. Like you, you, you're showing more, showing more services that you're offering. Yeah, yeah. I had to take a step back, man, because I was getting so consumed by it, man. Like every day I was waking up, my phone just buzzing, buzzing, buzzing. So I kind of needed to take a step back to regroup with myself in order to figure out, okay, how do I rise above the ordinary cycle of just cutting hair back to back to back, but not necessarily tackling any like huge milestones so the reason why i had to take a step back is i was actually looking for a videographer i'm trying to get into promoting more videos and getting more high quality content out there like these other barbers are doing and it was kind of hard to find that for a while especially for the price so right when i was able to find that i said okay cool let's just go ahead and get it going let's shoot a video get it out there see if people rocking with it and then we're going to do it all over again. So that's, that's really what it was. Are you happy? Are you happy with your social media or you, or you feel like it need a little more work? It, it could definitely use a little bit more work. Um, I do wish it was a little bit better, but I, I honestly, I'm satisfied with the steps that, um, yeah, I'm, um, I'm satisfied with the steps that I'm taking now. You know, but I definitely want like that high quality content, you know, like somebody like a music video type of vibe, you know, like I'm, I'm getting on my 2023 Honda Civic and I'm walking to my shop, you know, flies. I don't know what, you know, <laughs> like I'm trying to be one of them type of barbers, man. Like, damn, this dude pimping, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, it's, it takes it's levels to get there. Yeah. One thing you mentioned, you mentioned that you work um, 12, you work 12 hour days. Are you, are you working five or six days a week? Cause I, I can't remember. Just five days a week. Okay. Well, you shouldn't say just cause that's it's still 60 hours of work. A week. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so how important for you, how important for, is it for you? Because again, you got really long days, like to maximize those two off days that you do have. Oh, it's important that I maximize those days that I have all because those are the days when I can do deep work, 
I can meditate and I can actually get more into my lifestyle. Like one thing I don't believe in is sacrificing your whole life just to get a particular goal accomplished. I believe everything is about balance. So I still try to get out and get active, you know, see what's going on on the scenes and where everybody hanging out at, what's what's the go-to spot? Because the more I can keep up with that, the more relevant my business becomes. But also, you know, it gives me more of a reason to kind of like stay inspired. So my days off, I try to use it to my advantage. Okay. I want to close out with this. Um, you've been you've been barber for what, like how many years now? I've been barbering for about about six years now. Okay, from 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 six years ago today, from six years ago and up to today, are you pleased with where you are right now? I am, man. I am. I feel like. I got a lot accomplished in a short amount of time and I'm, I'm grateful for the growth and the people that I met, man, because to be honest, I, I want to be where I'm at without relationship. So I'm, I'm grateful for just the overall developmental process, how, what it did to my character, my skill set, uh, my opportunities. I mean, I'm satisfied, man. Okay. Well, listen, brother, I appreciate you because look, this, this is one of your off days. So you gave me, like a half an hour of your time. So I really appreciate it, man. And also thank you for the great haircuts. I get a lot of compliments. So I appreciate you more than you know, brother. <laughs> hey, look, man, I appreciate you too, man. Hey, look, keep doing your thing out here, man. Yes, sir. Before we end, please tell the people how they can follow you and also like how they can get in contact with you. Definitely, man. So y'all can follow my Instagram page, Too Sharp LLC. T-O-O-S-H-A-R-P-L-L-C. And you can contact me um, on my cell, 240-393-8454 if you're trying to book an appointment with me. Um, and I use Booksy for booking appointments, marktosharp.booksy.com. Again, marktosharp.booksy.com. I'll let you boy. Well, again, I appreciate you, man, and I wish you all the best moving forward. Thank you, man. Same to you, my brother. All right. I want to take the time to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. I truly appreciate your support. You can follow me on Instagram at conversations underscore with underscore Lamp. My Facebook is also conversations with Lamp. You can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Again, thank you all for listening. Have a great day.